0: Welcome to Time Enough Podcast, where we look at episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here. Hi, Luke. Hello. We got your image. It's not all glitched out today, although it was kind of fun to watch. It was very colorful, very psychedelic when we were Zooming yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can with. Move my laptop an inch and you'll see it go, go
1: insane if you want.
0: but No, that's fine. I saw it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch something else go insane, like this episode of The Twilight Zone, which is The Chaser. The Chaser. So, that's right. Okay. So
1: I'm right in assuming that you're not familiar with British game show The Chase.
0: Um, Only from your podcast where you had a bit of a chase that I guess didn't really go as planned.
1: Yeah, well, usually in that one you have four four contestants and then they have to face off against the chaser who's just like some guy who's good at trivia that they have oh <laughs> but, you know a, they build they trip. build them up like wrestlers like oh this week you're facing the beast this week you're facing the sinner man and stuff like that do, do and they it's just do... these, these four fat geeks they have but they all like walk out to this music like wrestlers and they sit in a big chair high up and the contestants down here and yeah, that's all I hate t- whenever I hear the term chaser now.
0: Do they talk smack?
1: Oh, a bit, yeah.
0: Okay, but not. Yeah, wrestler, but like. like smack.
1: No, like Ad Robinson, Weakest Link kind of smack.
0: Okay. Yeah, this is a very different chaser. I, I guess, I, well, there's multiple meanings, I suppose, and we'll get into that. There's probably more meaning in the title than in the episode. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a little too honest too early, but uh, here is a bit of the trivia. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, scripting here is kind of part of the B team. John Collier was a renowned short story author who put his mind to this story for a live television performance in 1951. The teleprey, teleprey, teleplay was by Robert Presness Jr., who will take point for a few more Twilight episodes, but is not really one. Of, I, I he's kind of in that gray area as being one of the main men. Douglas Hayes directed nine Twilight Zones along with a smattering of night galleries and magnum PI. Hmm. George Grizzard, who played our love struck Roger Shackleforth, was just one Oscar away from an EGOT. This is a touch weird, as he did appear as a corrupt senator in 1962's Advice and Consent and shared screen time in other films with Paul Newman and Jane Fonda. He will return to the Twilight Zone for In His Image. He may look like an eccentric, demonic professor, but John McIntyre was another one of those actors that spent a whole lot of time in television's sagebrush. His biggest gig was taking over as the lead actor in Wagon Train. And filming this, he's about 52 years old, something like that. He
1: looks like he's 82 years old. I know. That's that's why
0: I'm bringing it up, because I I looked up his his Wagon Train picture where he looks even older. And I'm like, he's only 53 (laughs) in that photo. Wow. (laughs)
1: The writers here, had one or both of them very recently had a divorce?
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it's Hollywood in the 50s, so I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> You're right, yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Leila, Leela, because I want to spell like Deep Space Nine's Leela, but it has an I in it. Lovely Leela was played by Patricia Berry. She had a 50-year TV career appearing in mostly supporting and guest roles but that left her with a resume ranging from Gunsmoke to Three's Company her late career had her taking up decades long stints on pretty much every soap opera that was airing in the 80s and 90s hmm. you although yeah i don't remember what I was going to say there i know what i'm going to do i'm going to make you read a prologue give you my what is it this is my 90 year old man introduction he said <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah when you're talking through the audience of how you trying to do the zoom (laughs) okay hit it I can't see it yet Mr. Roger Shackleton age, youthful 20s occupation, being in love not just in love but madly, passionately illogically, miserably or consumedly in love with a young woman named Layla who has a vague recollection of his face and even less than a passing interest In a moment, you'll see a switch, because Mr. Roger Shackleforth, the young gentleman so much in love, will take a short but very meaningful journey into the toilet
0: zone. What, you some kind of scumbag? (laughs) He's just a freaky, Lou, you know what I could do. No, I I know what what the the good insults for that. What are the best insults for that voice? Jag off. That's a good one. Some kind of a jag off. What else? No, we're not buffoon. There's, there's a really no, good no. one. I'm, I'm missing. And I don't like, yeah, yeah, Goomba. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. It makes me think of Mario a little bit too. Um,
1: yeah, jabroni. Nah, Brownie. jabroni. You gotta be. That's a little more
0: like Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If it, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. Scumbag's a good one. I think more people mm. should call it. This, okay. Roger Shacklethorpe is pretty much a scumbag. So.
1: This is a weird episode because it feels like it's a parody of the Twilight Zone. And it's right here in season one.
0: I I can go with that a little bit. I I guess it's, you know, that let's lighten things up a little bit. Um, Mm. But yeah, I I credited pretty much every, you know, Twilight Zone of not like talking down to its audience. This one kind of does a little bit. (laughs) Kind
1: of. It also... It goes really dark places, but does not give the weight. But like, the episode opens with him basically roofing this girl. Like it even has him, you know, like slipping out of his pocket and pouring it in a champagne. Like it's not subtle about what that's a metaphor for. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end, he's going to murder his wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and there's that moment. Well, actually, I'll talk about. Yeah. OK, there's that moment where, where she kind of loses her agency which I thought was mm. the effect of mo- the, fe- the most effective moment of the show because that was the kind of existentially dark moment where she's yeah. kind of raging in her, in, as herself and then just suddenly the, the key changes, right?
1: Yeah. Well, if you wanted to actually be deep about it, like the idea that he's in love with her, but the version of her he gets is a completely different human being.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like if um, he'd
1: ever actually loved her for her personality, that personality does not exist. Mm. by the time she drank that drink so
0: something else that happens here that's a little different than usual is um the prologue though you read yes. it as a scumbag doesn't paint him as being particularly horrible even though he is one of the more reprehensible no, people i've had here i just wanted to say toilet zone <laughs> <laughs> no but I'm, I'm just saying like yeah you know, i know what you
1: mean he's um well because it treats him as just like oh you know he's just a young buck in love who hasn't been um, but then all the ways that he's a scumbag are just ways that like society tells men it's okay to be a scumbag i i guess that's like what this his means. scumbaggery is just like being obsessed with a woman who's not into him and you know he is not unique in that
0: <laughs> i mean he can he can you know take a hint maybe but yeah like this seems like an episode that's is not particularly forward thinking because uh you know like like it's oh he's just a Love struck doofus isn't really like a valid excuse for acting this way anymore. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't 1960 either, but I guess people got away with it more.
1: Yeah. I, this is probably the first
0: episode, apart from maybe The Fever,
1: where I'd say it, it genuinely hasn't aged well. Right. Um, Again, guess- not in production values or anything, but in the writing and what it's
0: about. Something else, actually, the the other most Twilight Zone moment of this on my Blu-ray was um, the show ending, mm. and then be sure to see the fun-filled family life of one of America's greatest entertainers, the Danny Thomas Show, which shows a, a white family around the table and the they have an a African American maid serving them dinner, and I'm like, is this 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 is kind of like Roger Shackleforth? This is what this is his fever dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what he wanted. <laughs> Right. Yeah.
1: I got to say, this Roger Shackleforth guy, he's pretty boring and vanilla. Yeah. Because I could think of a lot of ways to enjoy having a woman that, like, (laughs) just exists to serve you hand and foot. (laughs) 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 But I guess none of that would be able to be aired on TV in 1959.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, yeah, uh, Because neither him
1: nor any of these writers had a kinky bone in their body.
0: He, he he gets sick of her after about like six, six months. Months, yeah. So I, I guess he's doing better than the escape clause guy. It takes him. Well, no, no, he gets into prison, so it's probably a few weeks. But uh, yeah, you know, it still feels like some. There's kind of short turnarounds for some of these guys. They have no patience. <laughs> well, I'm,
1: like it did. It did a time skip anyway. So it's not like it's a short form storytelling thing. They could have just had the line be that it's been a couple of years, but no, they're like it's been six months. It's already ready to murder.
0: I, I guess that ups the the wacky humor of this
1: episode. I guess that's that's definitely what they, this is meant to be like—a funny one, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I am hoping we're going to hit a few of these twilight zones that like are like that's a fantastic funny one. I, I guess that's the thing—the the namesake of the podcast, time enough at last, is you know kind of like on the edge of being a funny one, but just has a. Isn't, well, that's, is that's like a,
1: yeah, darkly comic, which works well. Yeah. Whereas this is trying to just be like basically sitcom, and it's like yeah, but sitcom from the fifties isn't funny anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I do remember uh, I dated a girl for a little bit, and I, I'll date up by I, my firm memory is in a border's books, but I, this would happen multiple places where I go places, and she just kind of follow me everywhere. Going, Aren't you gonna go do your own thing a little bit? <laughs> so I, I wasn't really into that.
1: <laughs> I've had the opposite, where I've had a girl who expects me to be like that.
0: Uh, oh, that's not no! Fun. No, that's <laughs> not good at all. So yeah. Um, now the guy we haven't talked about yet is the the fully black pilled professor, a demon. Professor
1: a demon is. Great. <laughs> See that. that when you accept that this one is a comedy and a little bit of a spoof, you're like, okay, that's actually really funny.
2: <laughs>
1: but if you so, go into it thinking it's going to be a full-on serious Twilight Zone, that's like, what the? F-? That's the most on the nose sh- ever.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. he's got his. They show his card, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: arrives at the door, and the door just says, "Professor, a demon."
0: <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple more pretty on the nose names here, but yeah, that's got to be that's got to be the topper so far.
1: It's great fun
0: though. We haven't had like a Mr. Satan or anything, have we? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the one from that um comic you like?
0: I like several comics.
1: Well, the the one about the band who makes the deal with the devil. Oh oh to stop that's... doing Christian rock.
0: I think it's the blue angels. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But no, because the isn't a key called like Lou
0: Cipher? Yes, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the best all time of these names. <laughs> Was, was it, uh, I got you a wedding present. Some AIDS. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Although I actually got fully tricked by one of those stupid names when I was reading the book American Gods. Because uh, yeah. it's got a character who's called like Low Key, you know, like L O W hyphen K E Y, like, oh, he's Low Key. Mm. It was Low Key.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: I didn't see it coming, even though it was the most fucking obvious <laughs> thing. If well, I'd heard it out loud, I would have, because I was reading a book.
2: Right. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, that
1: makes sense as a nickname for a guy you met in prison. <laughs> and then at the end, when you realize he's Loki, and I'm like, oh, right, yeah, well, of course he is.
0: Mm. It's like hearing it helps, you know? Yeah. What What is the professor a professor of? I, I, I'm i assuming it was alchemy. <laughs> professor of juice. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's... Professor, maybe that's more of just like a... um. Not really a formal title, because oh yeah, it would
1: make more sense if he was doctor because he doesn't seem to be teaching.
0: Yeah, isn't that what <laughs>
1: professor is?
0: I yeah yeah that's a good point. But and he's in this like what like that weird like townhouse. Yeah, um, that's something I I was. That was a cool set with all them books. Yeah, I was. I assume that even, existed for
1: something else, right? They didn't build that just for this episode.
0: No, that was what I was going to say. They built that for this episode. Oh, damn, that's pretty good. Because the director is like, um. You know, like they gave me a fair amount of freedom and I asked them and they're just like, sure, even though I knew it would like probably double the budget. But it was like, it's they were like, sure. And it's like, well, it's their problem to figure out how that money works. So <laughs> well,
1: yeah, because you always say like every episode has the shot of the effect. Mm. I'd say that's the effect in this one is his. Like, if you want to talk about an effect, I guess it's him blowing a smoke heart at the end. <laughs>
0: There's a smoke, sneeze hard. Okay. Yeah, it
1: was coming for like the last two sentences. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you were prepping for it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you
1: know, I was trying to like get them out, but I didn't manage it. But yeah, that, um, that set with all the books and he's got his little ladder he slides around on. But well, this potion hidden there and this potion hidden there. That was great.
0: Obviously, I don't want to get a triple meter yet, but my score is based on that set. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is the thing in this episode. And that's that's cool, the coolest thing. And that's the best scene in this episode, I think. Uh, the, uh, so,
1: uh, and also, he was great. Scenes, I should say, the two scenes yeah.
0: in that set. So,
1: Because um, <laughs> I, I actually feel like it would have been better if they'd not gone into the, like, Professor a uh, Demon thing. Because mm. what I liked about the way he portrayed it the first two times you see him, is he's like world weary and cynical and he's like i know you want this but i know it's gonna hurt like he doesn't seem like he enjoys it (laughs) but then at the end we get that final shot of him like on the balcony smoking like i'm satan i did all this for my own amusement that was a less interesting character i thought
0: true because you know the the ancient greek idea of the daemon is is something that basically provides like supernatural help. It's not necessarily good or bad. So
1: mm, I guess that, if you see him that way it works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Without that last little part, it works out fine. I actually I, I guess I like looked over the side the first time watching the episode. So I didn't actually notice the on the nose name the first time. Okay. <laughs> so and and again it I mean it's it, it's it's funny, but it actually worked out better, I think, like not being fully aware of that. <laughs> mm. Um some of the dialogue it's uh, it really made me think of you know some some Bully McGuire stuff. Okay. <laughs> some of his line reads: I did I get a, did I get a good one written down. I wrote my Danny Thomas show on, but yeah, just I don't,
1: even besides the lines, just the way he plays that character is so pathetic. <laughs> it's like perfectly pitched as just like this drippy loser in love with this girl out of his league.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that that's the the. Raimi Spider Man thing, at least at first, or Peter Parker more like. So, yeah. Except that you like Peter Parker, and you this guy is pretty well unlikable. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy would not turn into a a good Spider Man. This guy would be a Venom at best. (laughs) And everyone likes Venom these days. I guess this
0: guy would be an incel today.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's fully (laughs) incel at the start there.
0: (laughs) Oh here here we go. This dude's like Marty McFly if he was super unlikable. So he's basically George McFly. With with way more confidence.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. He has actually got
0: like confidence,
1: if, just misplaced confidence. Like if
0: George McFly had kept coming up, was going to um, rain with like the uh, the the density line, like every five minutes, you know? Right. Oh yeah, what's with the big line at the phone? This is New York City. There's like other phones not far away
1: because they just <laughs> didn't want to leave that bar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, they're, they're afraid their scotch would you know get someone else would drink their scotch that's what you worry about at bars right someone else will drink their drink well actually okay well, the roof. You, like yeah that's gonna say <laughs> this film tells you
1: exactly what you worry about about leaving your drink a so bar.
0: yeah yeah okay sorry yeah i answered my own question there so okay now the <laughs> now the line of the phone makes sense <laughs> although um
1: uh, you know in say you're a dude who doesn't worry about those things without saying you're a guy and don't have to worry about those things I once did a night out at Butland's. I didn't want to spend any money, so I just drank drinks that people had left at tables all night. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If I were a woman, I probably would have thought twice about doing. But as a guy, I just got absolutely wasted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In my um, own temporal twilight zone, this episode doesn't air for three weeks, but it's already recorded. Uh, Mm. So when you get to the after hours, you're like, oh, this, this one really hits the... Uh, I always mispronounce it. The petrol the test, is it? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I was reading about the petrol test recently. Yeah, like and it's the- it's not supposed to be genuine film criticism. Like it comes from a webcomic. No, <laughs> it's that, that just sucks. it's just a way of it was just meant to point out like, hey, look, a lot of films fail this. <laughs> But it's not like passing or failing the Bechdel test is the measure of a good movie.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. It's just like, you know, like basically how much are they giving to their cast, I think.
1: I or mean, it's if... definitely it is something that's worth pointing out how few things do hit it. I mean, this but this... it's also it's not like it's a cornerstone of feminist theory or anything.
0: It's not. I'm just saying that this this episode's a massive failure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have one woman who basically turns into like a weird drone halfway through. So, yeah, well, that this episode, this premise could have been
1: a really good, like, good Twilight Zone if they'd done it more from her point of view. Yeah, because the idea of like, you know, men taking away the autonomy of women.
0: That's is- why that. It was one relevant
1: moment. then and is very relevant now.
0: Yeah, that's why I found like that just about one moment of the episode like properly like disturbing and, and kind of chilling. because And the actress mm. plays it well because, uh, you know, at that moment you do see like her shift basically.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, the problem is that after that moment it then plays out the episode like he's the victim in all this. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy because she gets to serve a man. Isn't that what all women want? But him, mm. Ugh, he's got to put up with a nagging wife. What a fate!
0: Well, she only wasn't really even nag. She's even
1: nag. She's lovely. <laughs> Maybe he's not an incel. Maybe he's actually like terrified of sex, and that's why he's not enjoying this life. Because <laughs> you know, he could just like every time she like stumbles up to him and drops to her knees, like "Oh, I love you." Just like all right, whip it out, let her ever go on it. But <laughs> he rather sit and read his book.
0: <laughs> that that definitely would have brought out the wow. They let people watch us on 60s TV. <laughs> <card."> <laughs> I mean, we all know what was implied. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, every yeah, it's everything. I mean, this is still when they had separate beds for couples on television and movies, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we hit most of the the big ticks here. Was there any any other like major? things you had to uh note in this episode i just oh i did note that that we had the the quote of um this is the way our, our mandalorian quote was in here <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's one of those ones like
0: the actors were good
1: like we said that set was amazing um there was a something of an idea here it's it was lit, it's just been hamstering by its time the fact that in 1959, when you tell this story, you don't do it the way that it would actually be interesting. <laughs> um, and I I'm, I'm, would not be surprised if we get to more Twilight Zones of the Hill on the idea of like a love potion and this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty it sure this is It seems not like a time. pretty
1: deep well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's one that, again, maybe because like roofies are so well known in the public consciousness now, like a concept that really hasn't aged well because you say love potion now and it it, it sounds scummy, like even yeah. more so than it originally did. So, <laughs> yeah, well, when you told me the premise, all I could think of was the funky cold Medina.
1: <laughs> but tone lock.
0: Yeah. Oh, just the song. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was about to say, I, what, what actually is the funky cold Medina? Okay. The funky cold Medina. What Although is it?
1: That's, the song, like, has a, a completely unnecessary like mega homophobic transphobic verse in the middle there. So be warned for that if you seek out the funky cold Medina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw um probably when cracked actually had funny articles where when it had the um you know like unintentionally homoerotic hip hop lyrics like mm-hmm. 10 best or whatever that was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I guess we'll go ahead and jump into the, the questions for this, which we I feel like we've touched on all of the questions <laughs> <a little laughs> question. already. Yes. Question time. Okay. Time uh, Enough
1: cast. Question time. Sponsored by Bud Light.
0: <laughs> and Duff. We should sponsor by Duff. I want Duff Beer sponsoring this cast. Duff Man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Likes Twilight Zone. <laughs>
0: uh, who went into the Twilight Zone in this particular episode? Oh, I would say Leela. Yeah, I was thinking that's the most effective first, and she had the most effective moment. Um, our, our 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 pal uh, Shackleton's a little bit too two D, I guess. He's pretty cardboard.
1: Yeah, well, and also like, oh, what did he experience having a wife? Ooh, <laughs> spooky! <laughs> like, or yeah, Leela went through some. Now, I wonder... Well, I mean, you could say that Leela is like she's lost in the twilight zone. Like she's not in that body anymore.
0: Yeah, she's gone. So I, I do wonder if we cut three years down the line, did is he just dealing with it? Have they worked out something? Has he like well, I'm like to death? because he says that she's obsessed with him and she can't, she cannot move the
1: the those feelings to anything else. So I'm worried about that kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> like she it's not it's going to have a mother who's still obsessed with the dad who's doing it as like well i guess i'll take care of this kid because he's told me to but
0: (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, there's probably deeper twilight zones in the future of this episode and and like yeah he's he's living with the he knows he attempted to murder her now
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) well he very quickly told himself no no i couldn't have done it i couldn't go through with it well
0: he He, I mean, he just clutched out, right? Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, but he, he, he literally tells himself in that moment, like, "Oh no, I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it." Mm -hmm. So I think he's he's very quickly let himself get off that, and he's never going to think about it again.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, As far as who deserves what in this episode, I guess we'll consider both of them. Neither of them deserved this because she didn't
1: deserve that fate. And he does not deserve to get the girl.
0: <laughs> he deserved to die alone. So, this is actually a much darker episode than it seems on the surface. Oh, yeah, I've been saying that this whole time. This is an no, incredibly it, it, dark episode. I'm just spelling it out. With, but with wacky, like this episode does, yeah. Because um, this did have, I think they just borrowed the score from The uh, Four of Us Are Dying. It would okay. be the same music.
1: It felt like it was trying to be kind of like slightly funnier, quirkier music than usual.
0: you right. That was my point. It was it was kind of, well, that's where I was like, oh, they didn't like specifically make music for this one. Cause it mm. it was more that jazzy edge, whereas um yeah. when we saw uh elegy, they had the straight up Captain Wacky music for a few wacky moments. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Then nobody gets what they deserve in this. Okay. No. <laughs> but yeah, it is way. I, better. I, I, I guess
1: at the end he's meant to have fainted, right? Yeah. Cause I briefly I was reading it as like, oh, did spilling the glove cleaner, as they call it, directly onto the crotch kill him that way? <laughs> as he like poisoned his <laughs> and died. <laughs> maybe, but Which I but, don't but, think is what was supposed to have been happening, but that was oh, briefly how I was reading it.
0: Maybe, maybe they're one and done then. Okay. <laughs> that, oh, that's the catch. he, he made himself sterile by spilling it on his crotch <laughs> <laughs> So he's got a woman who'll do anything for him, but he's he's now it don't <laughs> work.
2: There you go. That's the Twilight Zone end.
0: Oh yeah we just that, this epi- that's please. television. <laughs> I think we just improved this episode somewhat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh like I said this episode just needed to be 18 rated and it could have been great.
0: <laughs> um how about the tripometer? Where do you want to put it on the tripometer?
1: It's low, man. It's low on the trip-o-meter, This one. Yeah. I like we said, there's there's a version that could have been high. And there's that moment where she switches, but it it takes the completely wrong angle. Mm. It's like, you know, stepping into a Jack Kirby trippy dreamscape, but doing it all as like, no, we're just gonna look at the character's face as he experiences it. You're not gonna see any of this. Which we could got, be good, I guess, if you got, got a good Kirby,
0: actor. But... Kirby lines, right? Those are yeah. <laughs> so I don't
1: know. It's like.
0: Is <sighs> my rating on the trip of me Okay, uh, my actual number was two, and that's mostly for <laughs> number the book two. Case. Number two, right? <laughs> that's mostly for here in the, the toilet um, zone. The to- the toilets, yeah. No, for the uh, bookshelf set. Because yeah, that, yeah, I was yeah. Like, I was like, that's cool. And it seems like, yeah, and the fact that they made it for this episode, like, like you said, uh, oh, they must have you, that must have come from somewhere else, and it's like, oh no, it didn't. And yeah, that's so pretty cool. It's almost like the production is trippier than the show in this case. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that is the Chaser. I feel like there, yeah, this, it's, I so like, yeah, I came thinking like Elegy was the first one that maybe isn't fully up to snuff, and I, I ended up kind of like an elegy. Um, Fever. I just kept giggling about the the machine, so that got me through. But yeah, this is the first one I'm, I did watch it like three or four times, so it, it wasn't like you know torturous. But uh it's the first one. I'm like, this doesn't really feel up to standard.
1: <laughs> well, one of your your lines when you were starting the podcast and the reason you have the the three questions was that you were saying there aren't really episodes that don't stand up.
0: But there are exceptions to the rule, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there, there's.
1: Well. I don't think there are many where the production doesn't hold up so no, like far. Said, so far they've all looked good, but this is yeah. one where the writing just hasn't aged well.
0: Yeah. So I, I am actually curious to see, cause um I, I feel let's see the script again. I have to look at my own trivia to remember his name properly, but uh Robert Pressness Jr. Um, And I kind of, I don't remember exactly which ones he's done in the future. I think he wrote, the black leather jacket ones in season five which is pretty rank um uh, yeah. i'm not sure about that but uh anyway the point is i have a feeling that he didn't write the best ones
1: right <laughs> but who knows maybe if we were watching this back in like 59 60 we'd be going into work the next day like oh, oh, oh did you see that twilight zone mm-hmm. oh yeah just like my wife eh I, take I my wife please take her <laughs> <laughs>
0: i know you haven't gotten to this episode of uh, strange new world yet but there's one episode where they distinctly decide to hit the uh, comedic button which you mm. don't really see a series that isn't comedic go for anymore so i'm wondering how if, if that's gonna I, I feel like it's a lot better than this one but give it 50 years and it or makes, like you remember
1: when the first season of discovery they did a harry mudd episode and it was a time loop episode and it was just full of horrific deaths. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. like, oh, here's, here's your moment for a comedy episode. Nope.
0: <laughs> well, that was the best episode of that season, I thought. So
1: it was, uh, it probably was one of the best episodes of that season.
0: Yeah. But it's okay. like, yeah, that
1: if you go back to like TNG or a TOS, then yeah, that would be the episode where it's just like, okay, we're just going to fill this one with gags.
0: Right. Well, that, that's why I'm saying it's the first time in recent television I've seen. A show really go for that, so mm. I'm I'm curious when you get to that one. What,
1: then again, how much network television do me and you watch? That's Unless it's right. Star Trek.
0: <laughs> Does that well? That's a streaming show now, isn't it? Oh, well, that's on, on network. network anymore.
1: I'm sure it's on network in some country.
0: Okay, I don't I don't understand how how people watch TV anymore. I it blows my mind that people still just watch TV. <laughs> I think they mostly do in airports and bars. That's the impression <laughs> I get. <laughs> Isn't that how Fox and CNN like get their ratings from airports? Oh, my certainly, bars? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just making sure to say both of those, so no one. Thinks I mean, I'm, I like, guess random. people
1: watch sports. Yeah, but yeah, I can't imagine being like, "Ooh, it's it's six p.m. Daddy TV says now I must sit down and watch The Simpsons."
0: <laughs> Although at my house they still turn on the NHK news around dinner time. That's still pretty much actually Japanese, Japanese, Japanese people
1: do. put TV on a lot. But I've been thinking I should get the wire and put the TV on just so I can hear some more Japanese. But
0: that's yeah, a conversation had, for another day. I had that thought once. Um, as for our conversations for other days, you can hear those at our podcasting umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius, where you can support this Time Enough podcast. And other podcasts, like our Sci-Fi Sanctuary, where we talk about sci-fi films. Uh, you want to do? You, you, I'll throw the ball to the video game zone to you. Yeah, do? I do a
1: couple of podcasts. You can listen to Luke Love's Pokemon. It's on Twitter at PKMN. You can find it on all the podcasting apps. Talk about different Pokemon family every week. Uh, just about, as you're listening to this, Generation 3 would have just wrapped up. Generation 4 is coming up. Um, I also do Monster Mash. By the time you're hearing this, that'll be back on the air. That's a Monster Hunter podcast. Me and four other Brits crack-wise about monsters from Monster Hunter And then we also do a podcast called The Game Game Show. It's a game show about games. Uh, It's in the vein of British comedy panel shows. It's just a lot of nonsense, but people seem to enjoy it. But I don't know how to advertise it, so it's got very few listeners.
0: So please listen to that. Radio. I listen to your podcast. But you listen to mine, too. That doesn't count, does it? Yeah, it's got a loyal (laughs) fan base of listeners, but they're all just
1: like my friends already. (laughs) Or they were listeners of the Monster Title podcast who jumped across. Right, But yeah. I don't know. It hasn't like found its audience yet. Right across the chasm.
0: The chasm.
1: Chasm. Chasm and Dave. <laughs>
0: okay. Do you have your drink with you? Yeah, I got a drink. Okay.
1: Hazelnut Vanilla Craft Boss Coffee.
0: All right. Are you in love with me? I yet? love you, Matt. <laughs> I love you, Dr. What Taze. you were
1: going for, Matt? You didn't have to tell me. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> i can say there's your bleep right at the end But
0: <laughs> well, you gave me like 20 bleeps did
1: i yeah oh i guess i was talking about sex a lot <laughs> yeah So i didn't really think i was swearing but i guess i kind of was i didn't <laughs> say anything specific i just said like get it out and stuff
0: like oh, that no, no, no. no you you dropped several no it's, you're gonna sound like the like the dirty mother to so edit this one.
1: Oh, okay great <laughs> <laughs>
2: In great shows over oh, spreading grit of soils, in the gentle zephyrs. Oh my, the waves are sinking foil. I've blew on in my flooded plains to infinity beyond and back again. In rain showers, over oh, spreading winter soils, in more gentle zephyrs. Oh my, the way so sinking foil, plummy depths of perception. Beyond the noise of the cosmic direction i Still-